This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Over half of adult Americans who already owed money on their credit cards added more to their card debt in the past year. And a recent survey shows the millennial generation was hit hardest. Millennials are feeling this the most. We see millennials the most likely to be adding to credit card debt over the past year and also the most likely to specifically blame COVID-19. Then, a study of suicides and alcohol and drug-related deaths for last year, so-called deaths of despair, may raise more questions than it answers. The deaths of despair in 2020 are disproportionate in more teenage men, ages 15 to 54 years old. Those two stories are ahead on this week's Info Track. Stay with us. The show begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. More than half of U.S. adults with credit card debt, that's over 50 million Americans, added to their credit card debt since March 2020, according to a recent report. Here to discuss the report is Ted Rossman, CreditCards.com industry analyst. Ted, welcome to the show. What did your report indicate as to the reasons people adding all that credit card debt? A lot of it is day-to-day expenses. The two main things that get people into credit card debt are day-to-day expenses and emergencies, something with your health, your home, your car. What's really interesting about this data is that I think it really is emblematic of this K-shaped recovery that economists are talking about. Basically, some people, sadly, are struggling, but there's others who are doing quite well. And total credit card debt is actually down 13% over the past year, according to the Fed. So we've got some people that are still working, maybe they've used their stimulus check to pay off debt, or just the fact that they're spending less in other categories has freed up money for debt payoff. COVID-19 obviously had some effect, the pandemic. Could you talk about that? That is a big reason why people are adding to their debt. So we found that it's about half and half in terms of people with credit card debt who've either added to it or paid it down. But when we talk about the people that have added to it, 44% of them specifically blame the pandemic. And I would venture to guess that with a lot of the others, there's probably some spillover. But 44% directly attributed this to the pandemic, likely some sort of job loss or hit to their income that's really forced them to rely on the card. Millennials are feeling this the most. And it makes sense because about six in 10 millennials have had shocks to their income because of the virus. We see millennials the most likely to be adding to credit card debt over the past year and also the most likely to specifically blame COVID-19. Overall in the United States, what percentage of the population has credit card debt? It's about half of cardholders or about 40% of all U.S. adults, just realizing that not everybody has a credit card. A relatively large number of people have credit cards but pay them off every month. Is that what that shows? Yes, those are the transactors. Those are people that use the card, pay it off. It's a great place to be in because you avoid interest and then you can earn rewards. And that's a real pro because credit card rewards are way better than debit card rewards. 
Credit cards also come with valuable protections like fraud protection, extended warranties, purchase protection. There's a lot to like about credit cards. What we don't like is the average interest rate, which is 16%. So that's where if you can pay your bills in full, then credit's a smart way to go. We're talking with Ted Rossman, CreditCards.com industry analyst, talking about a report on more than half of U.S. adults with credit card debt adding to their debt since March 2020. Ted, do you foresee this number going down at some point in the near future, or do you, uh, just based on past history, do you think the debt will just keep rising? A lot of it depends on the path of the virus and also what, if any, additional stimulus is coming. What's so interesting about where we are so far is that almost a year into this pandemic, Overall, credit card debt is down 13%. Delinquencies and defaults have both fallen. This is really unusual behavior in a recession, but it gets back to that K-shaped recovery idea. For people that are still working, maybe their home values are up, their stock values are up. Those people are doing just fine and they're using stimulus to pay down debt and to boost their savings. And you throw in the fact that a lot of them have been spending less, they're going on vacation less, they're dining out less. It's actually oddly improved the financial picture for a lot of people. Now, that's not to say that we want it. I mean, it's been a really tough way to get there. And I know everybody wants to get back to normal. But there is a real silver lining there for some. For others, though, it's really a desperate situation. If they've lost their job or their business, those are the people that we're the most worried about. And those are the ones that really most acutely need more help to get by because we're still probably at least several months away from widespread vaccine availability, which then would lead to more of a reopening. What's your take on uh, some of these financial experts who advise cutting your credit cards up or putting them in the freezer in a block of ice so you don't use them? Is that advice helpful? I'm a big proponent of credit cards when used smartly. There's a saying in the industry that credit cards are like power tools. They could be really useful or they could be dangerous in the wrong hands. I think you need to know yourself if you already have a lot of debt or if you're prone to overspending, maybe it's not the best tool for you. But there's a lot to like about credit cards, like rewards and buyer protections. So really what you want to do is to get into that half of the population who's able to pay these off in full and then take advantage of those perks. If you have credit card debt now, no shame. I mean, a lot of people do, and there's often reasonable explanations for it. See if you can pay it off as quickly as possible. So that might involve upping your income, like taking on a side hustle, maybe cutting expenses, rearranging your budget, Finding ways to save, like a 0% balance transfer card, a low-rate personal loan. There are definitely avenues out there. Nonprofit credit counseling is another good one. I don't think it's really credit cards that are the problem necessarily. I think it's just the way that people end up using them sometimes. Our guest is Ted Rossman, CreditCards.com industry analyst. Ted, you mentioned earlier that millennial credit card debtors are hit the hardest by debt and that's age 24 to 39. What's the youngest you can be and get a credit card in your name? The CARD Act from 2010 made it more difficult to get a credit card before your 21st birthday, and it pushed credit card marketers off of college campuses. That said, you could still get a credit card in your own name 
as young as 18 if you can prove income. And it doesn't need to be a lot of income. It could be part-time or seasonal kind of work. Now, in theory, that should come with a much lower credit limit. You could also get on somebody else's card, like a parent's card, as an authorized user. Sometimes you can do that as early as the teen years. It actually helps to build your credit score and build responsibility. You need to be careful, though. It gets back to knowing yourself and your own habits. And as you said, paying things such as cups of coffee or, you know, just fill up the car with gas, all those routine charges are the ones that really do seem to add up. They do. That's where if you can pay your bills in full and avoid interest, I think it's great to use your card anywhere and everywhere. As long as it's money you would have spent anyway, rewards are free money. It could be 2% cash back. It could be airline miles, hotel points. Sometimes if you mix and match different cards, you can do even better. I have one that gives me 6% back at the grocery store, for example. So it really can be a great tool. I think a lot of people are very debt averse to a fault. I mean, I don't like debt either, but I think if it's money you would have spent anyway, you know, look, instead of using your debit card at the grocery store or the gas station, you might as well put that on a credit card, pay it off right away, and bank those savings in the form of cash back or travel points. Is there any advantage to a particular credit card brand? I'm talking about Visa, MasterCard, American Express, Discover. Is any one of those particularly better than another? In terms of those card networks, they're all accepted very widely. American Express and Discover are also card issuers, you know, meaning that they're the bank that's extending the credit. So that would put them more on par with like a Chase or a Citibank or Capital One. So that's the company that's actually extending the credit. There is a very competitive market here, and I think that we can play that to our advantage. So they don't differentiate so much on where they're accepted, but more on what kind of rewards they give. And that's where a few of the key questions are, do you want cash back or travel points? Or are you able to pay your bills in full and avoid interest? Or if you do carry a balance, then you really need to prioritize the lowest interest rate possible. I actually think for most people, cash back is the best way to go because it's very universal. And I also think that simplicity is key. Most people don't want to juggle a handful or more of different cards. So a 2% cash back card, something like City Double Cash, the PayPal MasterCard, the Fidelity Rewards Visa Signature Card, these are all very simple ways to get a solid return on your everyday spending. And is a lot of this information available on creditcards.com? Yes, we have more information on this survey, but also comparing various types of cards, advice on maximizing rewards, getting out of debt, all that good stuff. Ted Rossman, creditcards.com industry analyst. Ted, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Next, a look at last year's Deaths of Despair. That story coming up. Stick around. There's more InfoTrack straight ahead. Straight ahead.